the SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash in their new over-under game. Head over to sleeper.com on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download us, the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Yes, sir. You heard the voice, so you know I'm here. It's really real. Villain Rails Ralph Roman Jr. Back again another week with the Fantasy Football Podcast. And you know I got my guy, my main man, Hunter Graham, my partner in crime, my co-host with me, Scott Studio, Rochelle. Scott, what's going on? Nothing much. Looking forward to doing another fantasy podcast with you. Been a pretty busy morning for me in a good way, as, of course, we have game three of the NBA Finals. We're not here to talk about that. Let's talk about some football. Yes, and when we talk about football, you got to talk about WinBet's promotion. Not only can you bet $50 and get a $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for $200 in free bets, but you can also earn a trip to go to win Las Vegas Encore, Beach Club, and Draft, your fantasy league, all you have to do is bet $500 in Sports or Casino before July 31st, 2022 at WinBet, and you will be entered into a drawing to win a draft experience at Encore Beach Club. It comes with a two-night stay at Win Resorts, and I'm telling you guys, this hotel is beautiful, by the way. And for you and your entire league, then you and your entire league. So it's crazy. You can do it. Multiple entries allowed. So if you wager $1,000 on sports in that time, you get two entries. It's just like that. It's that easy. Plus, you can also get the opportunity to party with DJ Diesel. All users can bet $100 on NBA Casino and be entered into a prize drawing to attend DJ Diesel. That's Shaq, if you didn't know. Y'all really should know that. Though. I feel like that's, you know, well, maybe not. It's the fantasy community. It's Shaq. Y'all didn't know it's Shaq. Yes, you get a chance to go and attend Shaq performance at Encore Beach Nightclub, as well as a meet and greet with Shaq this summer. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app now or visit wynbet.com to get started today. All such change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 older and present in the state where play the WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And as you already know, fantasy is the fantasy platform that's one of the fastest growing today is Sleeper. They have millions and millions of players around the world, and it is a game-changing product like no other. So this is what they have for you. You can make money on Sleeper now playing their new over-under game. You just bet props, take props from basketball and, you know, rebounds, assists, points, rebounds, assists, all that stuff, bet over-under, especially in the NBA Finals. You can use it right now for the NBA Finals. I have a couple lineups going already. And then you will be able to win two times to 20 times the money you put in. Come on, guys. This is great. It's super cool. And they have a chat feature where you come in there, you can talk smack to us. You can easily copy our picks in the chat and ride it out together. Or you can put your own picks in there, and we can see who can hit the most part, the most 
win contests. So this is what you do. Sleeper.com slash SGP, and they will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. That's like getting you're getting a free hundred dollars. Deposit a hundred, get a hundred. Sleeper.com says SGP that will put you in our group and it will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. So make sure you guys tap into that. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, Scott. We're here to talk Dynasty today. And we're going to be talking Dynasty startup drafts. We, both, we talked a little bit off air, and both of you and I have two different ways of how we attack Dynasty startup drafts. And so we're just going to be out here trying to get some really good information. And then we're going to go put this into action because next week we're going to have a mock draft. And we're going to do a Dynasty mock draft. So make sure you tune into that episode. It's going to be similar to our rookie mock draft. And we're going to go out there and we're going to draft new Dynasty teams. So – Let's start with you. What do you look for when, like, how do you attack a dynasty startup draft? So first things first, just to go through some base rules for dynasty leagues. It's 2022. Stop playing standard. You need PPR. <laughs> like, I, I got to just say that, like, full public disclosure. Like, uh, I, I got to just say that. The standard standard's not even the standard nowadays. Like, it's really <laughs> not. Standard has turned into a dinosaur at this point. You kind of need fact, PPR. At what point, what point as a community do we just say that, no, standard is PPR, and if you're doing non-PPR, then we're calling it non-PPR or something else. But we're not calling standard non-PPR because everybody plays PPR now. Yeah, either way, the point is I have to just get that off my chest because for the sake of our drafting, we're going to factor PPR into it, as all of you should be at home. Yes. Especially for a dynasty league. I can't imagine a dynasty in standard. But either way, with that being said, most people, of course, will try to target wide receivers first. In dynasty Mm -hmm. leagues, you go for the Jamar Chases of the world, you go for the Justin Jeffersons of the world, which is why if you go according to average ADP, Jamar Chase 1.5, Jonathan Taylor, basically a flat two. Justin Jefferson, 2.5. So you can really look at either taking young, talented wide receivers or young, talented running backs early on. I'm still in favor of that, but I tend to gravitate more towards an early QB. I would like to have a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes. I can't really say Rodgers and Brady anymore because Brady's about 95. So for Dynasty Leagues, you got to start pivoting to some of the younger guys. Omar Jackson. For example, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, another good example. But when it comes down to my general philosophy, of course you try to get yourself a stud. It depends on where you draft. But I would like to get a very solid, somewhat young running back or receiver. I tend to gravitate more towards receivers in round one. Mm-hmm. And then maybe in round two or round three, I am content with reaching a little bit early on a supreme quarterback Mm-hmm. like a Josh Allen or a Mahomes, as I said before. But when it comes down to my general philosophy, I'm willing to gamble a bit more on, run, on running backs in Dynasty League because they are easily the most volatile position, like I'd say year in, year out, besides tight ends. Because you can have a great situation, one injury, season's over, or even one contract issue Suddenly, he's in a new location. They try to trade him off early, mid-season, try to get some type of draft picks for him. So I'm willing to gamble on running backs because you can usually rely on some handcuffs Mm -hmm. and find a starter at some point during the course of the year. Mm 
to survive without running backs. But I believe for dynasties, especially in PPR formats, you need yourself a really good receiver, which you should get in the first round. And I personally like to go in for a quarterback, a top five quarterback early on. So if you want to talk about the type of players that I am referring to, it is going to be obviously Allen, who's projected to go somewhere around 27 mm-hmm. as the ADP for him. If you want to go for Mahomes, he's usually around 31. If you want to go for that approach, really, if you want to push past that, you can still go for a Rodgers. I know he's a little bit up there. Herbert is the de facto QB three at around 36. That's usually his ADP. Of course, you can't go wrong with Justin Herbert, who's going to be an absolute menace in this league for the next decade and a half. Lamar's QB4, usually around the 49 ADP spot. Some of those guys I tend to gravitate towards. Now, Joe Burrow is the QB5 at around 56 for ADP. I try to stay away from him because if you're going to be starting up with a dynasty league, I don't like to invest heavily into quarterbacks with pre-existing knee issues. Yeah. So I would probably stay away from Burrow, but that's just another example. I would stay away from Prescott, et cetera, but I would want to go for one of those four main quarterbacks. That's usually how I go about my dynasty leagues. You? Is that, well, real quick before I get into mine and, you know, we talk about dynasty a lot of, when we talk about the standard and standards PPR, a lot of the standard for dynasty sometimes is these two quarterback leagues. So does that amplify you even more? You saying a two quarterback league, you're, you're going to get one of those guys in probably the first round. Are you? Yeah. So we'll have to separate that too. I mentioned the obvious one, which is PPR over actual standard. But if you're doing two quarterback leagues, you're basically going to be taking quarterbacks as soon as possible. And if you are out of the top five, then you're kind of in a tough spot where you could choose to be one of the take one of the first elite receivers or try to go for a Dak, for example, in the back end of the first round if you want to take that approach. I think for two quarterback leagues, you kind of have to take a quarterback in the first round, at least in my opinion. On it also depends on how quickly you want your team to seriously compete for titles. You can enter a dynasty league saying, I want to be the best team week one onward. We'll figure it out as we go. Or you can kind of meet somewhere in the middle and say, I want a team that can barely compete for the playoffs that might squeak in, but two, three years down the road, I'm going to be loaded. So there's really a couple ways to go about it. Yeah. And I think that's more of my, I'm the same way. Yeah. My philosophy. I'm, I'm like, okay, if I can be a playoff team this first year and I have a chance that, Hey, maybe the ball goes my way throughout the playoffs and I can go out there and get a win. Cool. But I'm not willing to push all my chips in for year one. I want to be able to compete years on end. And so when we get to talking about my dynasty style, and you talked about a little bit, I'm wide receiver heavy. I'm huge wide receiver heavy. Even in a two-quarterback league, I'm still a little bit more wide receiver heavy. And it's just because I I trust myself with other quarterbacks that I can be able to either pick up guys with value late pick up guys that will have more value as years go on or my roster would be so stacked that if I can get average performances from my quarterbacks, then I'm going to be fine regardless. And so I'm, I'm just sitting here and I pulled up the draft recap because I did a dynasty startup a couple of years ago, 2020. And, you know, it's my home dynasty league with a whole bunch of buddies from college of mine. And we all finally started one. 
And so as I sit here and I looked at it, and I didn't think how wide receiver heavy I really went in that draft, but my first five rounds were four, four of them were wide receivers. Who was, so the, who was the fifth pick? You want a running back? Uh, no, so the running back was actually the third pick. So oh. I didn't want it. So I'm not really a zero RB kind of person. Zero RB, not. Zero is dangerous, but I'm willing yeah. to wait on getting a, for example, like a David Montgomery as like an yeah. RB1 for yeah, me. Like that's good enough a, for me. I'm more of a, I'll go a couple rounds, but I kind of want to just get one guy so I can feel a little bit better about myself rather than just the streaming, basically streaming running backs. And so. It started off, and remember, this is two years ago. So it started off Tyreek Hill, Chris Godwin, Miles Sanders, Calvin Ridley, A.J. Brown. First five picks. Okay. And so this – but then this gets into where the next part of my strategy is I'm going to get these receivers because I truly believe receivers have value. Even if they get traded, even if they go to a different team, they will continue to have that valuable – that value. However, running backs – when you see running backs leave their team, it's a lot of those guys that don't recover from that. You know, it's a lot of guys that get regulated into small roles. You don't really know what's going to happen. It's a lot of teams have committees like, as well. Yeah, and, they, and, you know, when you look at James Conner and James Conner leaving Pittsburgh, he started off in a committee. Now he ended up breaking out of that committee, and now he's one of the top running backs people are looking for this year. But that's not always the case for a lot of people. Sometimes they go and they stay in committees. You know, Melvin Gordon was the guy in, in well, I was about to say San Diego, Los Angeles for a while. But he was in San Diego at that time, so he he was the guy. And it was a little bit of Austin Eckler here or there, but it was Melvin Gordon. And then Melvin Gordon, you know, didn't get the contract he wanted, ended up moving on, and now he's sharing time with Javante Williams in Denver. Like, you don't know what will happen, but it's just more often than not that the wide receivers like DeAndre Hopkins and guys like that move on, and they're still good in their new locations. And so I love – rookie running backs in dynasty i when i'm doing a star, dynasty startup i love rookie running backs i'm perfectly fine taking a chance because one rookie running backs have a high probability of popping their first year so if i have the best wide receivers and then i draft a rookie running back that's really really good his first year i'm just stacked all the way down so i really really like attacking that those running backs in those middle early to middle rounds so if so we look 2020 and you look at what I drafted. Those was my top five picks. I come in, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Keyshawn Vaughn. Now, remember last episode I told you I don't really like rookie running backs after round four. Three and above have a high hit rate. Four and back, not so much. So Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift, that worked out. Keyshawn Vaughn, not as much. But, you know, I hit on two of those three, and I'm comfortable with myself in that. Jonathan Taylor is now the number one option in fantasy. <laughs> So I feel very good in myself that I've made that decision. So that's just how I attack it. And when I look at this year's draft and people that I'm looking this year in that rookie running back category, after I go, you know, four receivers in the first five picks, you have Kenneth Walker, the third, he's going around third round, like back of the third round, maybe second in some drafts, maybe he falls around to the fourth, but he's, he's back of the third round in in dynasty. And so Kenneth Walker and I look at what's going on. You don't know what they're doing with Rashad Penny because why would they draft Kenneth Walker in the second? Well, I was going to say that uh, based on rookie drafts, he's going pretty early. But according to most Dynasty, Dynasty ADPs, he's thirty-seven. He's thirty-seven as and that's third round, you know, fourth round type of guy. And so 
I'm like, okay, what are you doing, Seattle? Because you have Chris Carson, but we don't know if he's actually coming back because of injuries. You have Rashad Penny, who was good last year, but he may not be. He's, you know, been injury prone in the past. You took a pretty high draft pick on this guy. And if you know Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll loves to run ball. So, okay, Ken Walker, that eyes are raising, you know, eyes are raising right there. Brees Hall has a higher ADP, so I'm probably not going to get him. I'm probably still going wide receivers when Brees Hall goes. Brees Hall is 13th overall in Dynasty right now. And so I'm not really – I'm still going wide receiver at that point. I'm not, I'm not willing to pull on a Brees Hall. But come down the list a little bit more, James Cook, 78th yeah. in the sixth round? Mm-hmm. Sixth, seventh round pick? Yes, Absolutely, 100%. And Adam is probably listening to this podcast like, yes, yes, James Cook, yes, because, you know, Bill's Mafia, all that. Yes, sign me up for – I want all of James Cook in Dynasty Startups this year. I want all of James Cook because we sit here and we look at who's the front – yes, he's probably going to be the number two for this season. I think he's going to break out by the end of the season, and he's going to own that backfield. And then he's because James Cook is a really, really good running back. He can do it all. He has the size and he can catch out the backfield. And it's a whole skill set that wasn't tapped into because he was split in time with Zemir White at Georgia. And so taking, I love to take shots on rookie running backs because nine times out of 10 rookie running backs, somebody pops. And so if you hit, get the people that pop, then you're light years ahead because now you got a good running back for the next four years until they get that second contract. Now, when they get in a second contract, you know, shelf life of running backs is very, very small. They start to go, but getting young, good players, I'm all for in dynasty, especially running backs. Yeah. I feel like for running backs, I kind of mentioned his name by coincidence early on. I mentioned David Montgomery who right now is the RB 18 or so in dynasty leagues ADP of about 40 and a half, which means they're looking at assuming it's a 12 person league somewhere in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. That seems like a good spot to take a first running back. Yep. You can't 100%. wait too long. I don't want to gamble that far along on the zero RB strat, but I do believe that if you go receiver, receiver, quarterback, running back, I think that's a pretty good startup. If you want to go for a Supreme running back, you can go wide receiver running back mm-hmm. and then go from there. But I'm assuming we're talking about one quarterback leagues, two quarterbacks. You're yeah, two basically quarterbacks, just take quarterbacks you're going, immediately. You're going quarterback so. early, yeah. I was going to say, there's really not many strategies for two quarterbacks because you know everyone's just racing to take quarterbacks as soon as possible. So, yeah, assuming we're, yeah, very, so let's, assume, let's assume for our mock draft and everything like this, we're talking about one quarterback leagues. Yes. So based on that, I think Montgomery, for example, is a good spot to take a first running back if you want to go elite quarterback strategy early quarterback strategy, I do think that leads to Montgomery being your pick in the fourth round. That's a pretty good starting point. If you can end up getting the likes of, let's just say, uh, C.D. Lamb. We'll go with the C.D. Lamb because, of course, any team with Chase is going to sound great. So let's go with C.D. Lamb. You throw him in there with potentially a Stephon Diggs. Yep. Then you end up pivoting to take a quarterback like a – either a Josh Allen, maybe a Justin Herbert, and then you end up getting Montgomery in the fourth round. I think that's a very good startup dynasty top four. You? Hey, wait and wait to hit that off the dome. That was off the dome too. That was, yeah, that was straight. But, but that's absolutely. a realistic build you can get with your top and four. Is. And I think that's a pretty solid foundation. It is. And 
even if you're like me and you're willing to wait, even in Dynasty, and you're willing to wait on quarterbacks, I'm I'm perfectly fine taking the chance on some guys who are one young and I know are talented, may not have been best situation. I think the person that I'm interested in the most this year, especially if I'm doing a dynasty startup and I'm and I have a couple scheduled for this year, is Trevor Lawrence. I'm perfect. I'm perfect because I think Trevor Lawrence is really good. Trevor Lawrence had Urban Meyer as his head coach. <laughs> I'm personally out on ETN, but that goes back to the serious leg injury that I'm staying away from him. I'm not blaming Lawrence for anything that happened last year. No, I'm not. And I think he actually will be really good. And so when I look at Trevor Lawrence, with, who's going in the 10th round of Dynasty Startups, yes, I will definitely take a chance on Trevor Lawrence. I'll take a chance on some of the on a rookie quarterback. I I normally get you know one rookie quarterback when I do this strategy just because hey that person may pop and they're going way below. Give me a Trevor Lawrence. Give me a Derek Carr who's going in the eleventh, twelfth round of these drafts. Yes, I will take those guys. I don't need me personally. I don't think I need somebody that is going to drop me twenty five points any given week. I'm perfectly fine getting the 18 to 19 to 17, that quarterback who will, hey, if the matchup presents itself, they'll give me that big, you know, boom of a week, but they'll be consistent over the course of the entire season and they'll never lose me a game. I don't want my quarterback ever to lose me a game. They can win me, but I don't ever want my quarterback to lose me a game. And so I'm perfectly fine drafting those lower tiered guys who are very average and steady, like Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is a very steady quarterback. There's not too, too many weeks that he's going to lose you the week. He'll throw those interceptions. He's definitely going to throw those interceptions. I promise you he's going to throw those interceptions. But he's going to have a whole bunch of yards and touchdowns as well. And I'm perfectly fine waiting to go get those guys in a draft. Yeah, I agree with you. The thing is, it's kind of weird because my strategy, of course, changes depending on what type of league I'm in. Mm-hmm. In standard leagues, I wait on quarterbacks, and Derek Carr is usually a guy that I look for. It used to be Stafford. I don't think I can get away with that anymore. Nah, but it, but it used to be. It was a hell of a run for about eight years there where he was with yeah. Detroit. But It's like the Ryan Tannehill run. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But for, re, for redrafts, I'm a late quarterback guy. For dynasties, I'm a early quarterback. Because you're in it for the long haul. There's so much just unpredictability. Mm-hmm. You know who the main quarterbacks are going to be. Mm-hmm. for the next 10 years or so, especially with today's NFL where a lot of the top-tier guys are relatively young. Of course, mm-hmm. you have Brady, who's bionic. You have Rodgers, who's still doing his thing. And you have to at least keep those in mind, but you still have Mahomes, who's very young. Lamar's very young. Herbert's very young. A lot of these guys are going to be around for a long time, which is why I'm personally okay with taking an early quarterback and it's why I actually encourage it for redrafts not so much because you need to kind of reach on some of these guys despite the unpredictability involved in the wide receiver and running back markets but for the long haul if you have Mahomes or Herbert or any of these guys you just have a massive leg up on your competition because your quarterback position is set in stone for the next decade yeah okay that's how I go about it well, before we continue this great conversation, 
gotta talk about Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. Look, this stuff is one delicious scoop of 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens help you start your day off right. It your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, your aging, your focus, everything is supported by AG1, better quality sleep. And it's less than $3 a day, people. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. With your first purchase, all you do is go to athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Take ownership over your health. Health is wealth. I'm trying to tell you, look, health is wealth. And IP Vanish is the premier VPN to make sure you stay truly private and secure on the internet. Look, it encrypts 100% of your details, passwords, communications, data, all that stuff. Plus, you don't sacrifice speed because you can use it on your computer, tablet, phone, fire stick, all for the same speed that you stream everything. People won't even know what you're streaming. It's crazy. And so, look, this is what IPVanish has for you. 70% off their yearly plan plus a 30-day money-back guarantee. So, tap in. Make sure you get ipvanish.com slash SGP. Well, it's as easy as tapping a button, and you can use it. It's so easy. Tap in. Tap in. Lock in. Promo code SGP and claim your 70% off savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Okay, so we talked about a little bit of our strategy and what, how we kind of attack things. And we mentioned a couple of players, you know, that you're targeting, you know, quarterback-wise. You mentioned a couple of yours. I mentioned a couple of rookie running backs. But I think the big thing to talk about and I want to kind of mention is that first round because people look at the first round really differently, like really, really differently mm-hmm. and how they expect this. And like we said, a lot of people go for – these running back, like these wide receivers, I mean, I'm sorry, these wide receivers. If we look at the running backs in the first round, because everybody can't have the wide receiver. If we look at the running backs in the first round, we have Najee Harris, Christian McCaffrey, and what's this? Jonathan Taylor, of course. At this point, Javante would you Williams. ever consider actually taking McCaffrey? That He's been injured, is, what, each of the last three years? That is, that is partially where I was going with this. Are you, are you going to continue when you see these guys and you see, so say we start a dynasty draft and you see Jamar Chase go off the board, you see Jefferson go off the board, you see Cooper Cup go off the board. And, you know, Jonathan Taylor, like, of course, Jonathan Taylor is going to go off the board. He's one of the ones. But, like, when you start talking about these guys that you just may not know about, especially Christian McCaffrey, are you just going to punt? Like, are you just going to say, no, I don't care what the situation is. I'm not taking one of these running backs in the first round. Or are you taking the chance? Are you going like Kyle Pitts is going 10th? <laughs> Kyle Pitts is going 10th. So it's, it's options that are not these running backs. Are you doing anything to not take a running back in the first round? Personally, I'm just not interested. Now, of course, if you have one of the first two picks and Jonathan Taylor's there, I guess he's the one guy you'd consider and go, all right, Taylor's crazy. I'm going to take him. But we can agree that another reason why we think wide receivers are more valuable in dynasty leagues is because the shelf life of wide receivers are significantly longer than the shelf life of running backs. 
And we've seen running backs get front-loaded in carries because of the cheap contract they're on. And by the time they're doing extension, they are a borderline shell of their former self. Mm-hmm. Now, Derrick Henry had one year with the contract where he was crazy, and then the first half of last year was nuts, and he got injured. But if you're going to be looking at overall touches, running backs don't last that long, which is why NFL teams don't want to give them big contracts. But to go through the actual order of running backs in Dynasty Leagues, Jonathan Taylor, one. Najee Harris, two. Now, Harris has no injury history. However, he has Pittsburgh's offensive line, or lack thereof, I think Harris is good anyway, but I think the Mm -hmm. jury's still out. We'll see what happens there. You have McCaffrey at three, no interest. He has injury history. DeAndre Mm -hmm. Swift, four, injury history, no interest. You have Javante Williams, who I think is intriguing. That's where I want to pause you, because that's where I want to stop this, right there at that pick. Because Javante Williams is, for me, outside of Jonathan Taylor, I think he's the only running back I would consider taking in the first round. Would you even take him, though, until they actually get rid of Melvin Gordon? No, I would take him now. I would take him now because I feel – because Gordon, I think, is on a one-year stopgap spot. Yeah, he's going to – Gordon's going to be gone after this season. I'm, this is the time that if you're doing startups – and this is why I want to talk about this is because, you know, we keep talking about the wide receivers. What running backs would you – if you're interested in that, would you take at that time? It's Jonathan Taylor and it's Javante Williams for me, and it's because they took such good care of him that first year. The man had under 250 touches that first year. Yeah. That is, and he was great with those touches. And he was great with them. And so you tell me that, one, I'm not even guaranteed of getting a full season of Melvin Gordon because last year was a bit of an anomaly, and he still didn't play a full season. But it was an anomaly for, you know, the amount of games he played. And so I'm not guaranteed a full season of Melvin Gordon this year. And more than likely next year is the Javante Williams show. Yes, give, yes. Javante Williams is the only other running back that I personally would consider in this area of a dynasty draft, and it's because of he's got he's got the legs, extremely underrated right now. And well, he, I guess he's not underrated because he's going in the first round. But I still feel like he. I wouldn't take Christian McCaffrey before. I wouldn't take Christian McCaffrey if I'm looking at Javante Williams, Christian McCaffrey, Najee Harris. And, well, maybe Najee is probably a little bit of a conversation. DeAndre Swift, I'm taking Javante Williams. I'm taking Javante Williams 10 times out of 10. I think he's the next best running back outside of Jonathan Taylor to take in dynasty formats, and it's because they did such a good time protecting him in this first year. And then now they're about to run him into the ground before that contract is up. I guess my question for people that want to take an early running back, would you do you really believe that DeAndre Swift – is worthy of being about 14 picks before Alvin Kamara? I would say Kamara's role might be a bit of a question mark now that Sean Payton's not there. They kept the same offensive coordinator. But you get my point. I don't think DeAndre Swift is the most reliable guy based on his injury history for you to try to dive for him in the first round. I think there are good running back alternatives in the back end of the second round and early third round where you don't really need to be reaching on the DeAndre Swift of the world, at least in my opinion. And that's where a lot of people are kind of getting hung up. And you got to think of the difference between redraft and dynasty is the importance of those injuries. And how long will that person with injuries last? Because Chris McCaffrey, you've seen these past two years and he may have this year, maybe the year he stays injury free. He could possibly, he could very much stay injury free this year. 
but then what happens, you know, the year after that? Yeah. And, you know, and Swift has had a bunch of nagging injuries his entire career, even back at Georgia, he -hmm. had knee issues. So I'm, I really don't think Swift should be a first round pick. Is that a hot take? I just don't trust him staying healthy. Well, no, I, I, I don't think it's a hot take. I, I find it interesting that he is going in the first round as well. And it could be a little bit of – It's the pass know, catching. Yeah, I, I think that's really what it is. And Detroit, I think it might be possibly because people just always expect Detroit to be bad. And so if you're, all, if you're always going to be bad, you kind of like those running backs to get a lot those of – Those garbage time receptions? Yeah, those garbage time yardage. Like, there's not – you know, I don't think it's too many people that sit here and say, oh, Detroit's going to come up. that's why i threw out kamara's name though because you're looking at 14 different spots and kamara's been known as being the arguably best receiver running back besides mccaffrey who's been injured the last couple years now kamara's been banged up too occasionally and the saints haven't exactly utilized him on it i'd say as well as they should have for the last couple of years his role has been in fluctuation but i think you would agree that if you could still get Kamara in the middle of round two, maybe even if you're lucky early round three, mm-hmm. and you could still pass up on Swift and take a CD lamb or one of these guys, mm-hmm. even a Debo, if you want to take a shot like that, then why would you not rather just go for Debo and Kamara over Swift and some other guy? Like I just feel like option A is going to be much better than option B every time. Yeah, no, it, and it, I agree. I agree. That's why I'm, you know, wide receiver focused. That's why you would rather take a quarterback early in those rounds instead of focusing on that, on that running back position. And it's just, I think it's good to kind of talk about the other side and, you know, some people prefer, Hey, I want running backs. I prefer, I want the best running back and I can go and take my staff at a bunch of receivers because, you know, any receiver can have an amazing day. Yeah. Gabe Davis went into the playoffs and had for, probably one of the one of the best games <laughs> of, of all the time. best games of all time for, you know, at least stat wise. And so, you know, it's anybody, any of the receivers can have a good day, but it's important to kind of focus in on, you know, hey, if you like running backs, these are the guys, you know, we like. These are the guys yeah. uh, I don't know. And DeAndre Swift is one of those guys where you're like, I don't know. I have DeAndre Swift in a in a dynasty league and I mean, I'm going to be shopping him around. I'm going to be shopping around and see what I can get for him. If I can't get anything good for him, then all right, well, I'm fine keeping him because he's still DeAndre Swift. He's still going to be really good. But long term, it's like, oh, all right, maybe I need to start looking at running backs in these future upcoming rookie drafts to start supplementing and start getting some of these old guys out and new guys in. Just because of the shelf life of running backs and the injury history of a lot of the guys up top, I I find it really hard for myself personally to invest heavy draft capital in any of these guys. Now, of course, you can find some exceptions. If a guy slides for some reason, you can still find some value. Like in some crazy universe, if if Kamara is still on the board in the fourth round of your league for whatever reason, then clearly take him. Like I'm I'm not telling you to avoid running backs at all costs. I'm just saying I do think it takes some special circumstances for me personally to choose running backs – that are top tier over wide receivers that are top tier. Yeah. But there is one other position I want to talk about, which is kind of the most difficult position to draft in fantasy in any league is tight ends. Yep. Because it's so top heavy and you know that you're basically flipping a coin outside of the top five for any given week production, 
even in the top five, Waller fell off a cliff in the back half of the season. So mm-hmm. what is your stance on tight ends? I know that we were pretty high on McBride if you want to go for the young route and hope he blossoms in the post-Ertz era. But where do you usually consider taking tight ends? Are you a fan of taking a Kelsey or Kittle early on? Pitts, I have no interest in. I'm not taking a tight end in the first round. I think that's crazy. But what tight end would you be looking for in a dynasty startup? Or at least what round would you at least start considering to take a tight end? Because I'm more on the believer. I'm a believer of waiting. And if you're going to be in a crapshoot anyway, you might as well maximize the other positions first. Mm-hmm. And then maybe get a McBride who can be a future Number one tight end. I mean, McBride's ADP is 139. He's tight end 16. I think that's tremendous value. If you want to go for uh, Albert O, you can go for that option. If you want to mm-hmm. go for a Cole Komet, maybe you can make that option. Yeah. The point is, I like waiting on tight ends personally until the double-digit rounds. That's how I go about it. Are you the same way, or do you differ a bit? I... And it depends. And so normally, well, let's go ahead and go back to my dynasty league that I just drafted two years ago. Yeah. I definitely waited till double digit rounds. And I got Noah Fant in the tenth round and I got Dallas Goddard in the fifteenth. Oh look at that turned out. Great. Yeah. It turned out great. And so I'm willing to take those chances with tight ends. I really am. So am I. But however, what I will say the caveat is if I'm staring at Travis Kelsey in the third round or George Kittle in the third round, I'm probably going to take them. I'm not going to lie. And, and that's just for this year. It's, it's either a lead normally, or bust. That's really what you're looking yeah, at. Tight end. And so is, but is this year. And mm-hmm. so, because I'm not looking for those guys for their length. Like I'm not looking for to get, have those guys for years, years, years on end. I, if I'm looking at those guys this year in a dynasty startup, it's because I'm like, these two are the elite of the position and I'm getting them in the third round because they're because Travis Kelsey is 32 overall. George Kittle is 41. Now Kelsey is seeming to go little mid of the second, but he could fall to you. Kittle is a slap slap dog third rounder because uh, McBride is in this draft. For the record, by the way, I, I would put Andrews ahead of Kittle, but no. So Andrews is going higher than that. Andrews is going in the second round. Yeah, I, I know that. I think that's too yeah. early. But the point yeah, is we're talking not, about the big we're talking about the main guys, of course, with Kelsey and Kittle. Andrews I love. Yeah, I'm not no. taking a tight end in the second round. However, no. once again, that's another example of a special circumstance where if you're in a league where other people think the same way as you and they don't want to take a tight end in the first two rounds, suddenly you're looking up and Andrews available at pick thirty two. Absolutely. And you're uh-huh. gonna take ten him. times out of ten. Yes. So yes, Andrews, Kelsey, those top guys. Because one, I'm not concerned about having them for the next six, seven years. Yeah. It's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for an amazing tight end that will supplement me until I come back later in the draft and get Trey McBride, who is currently around 140 overall. And McBride for me is like to, an auto draft in my opinion. Yeah, that's, an 11, that's the 11th round pick. And I'm probably going a little bit early for him. His I would ADP take him 10. Is, 
in the tent. Yes. Tenth round, I'm like, all right, I need to go get McBride before somebody else steals him from me because I know I have Kelsey, Kelsey. I know I have Kittle. I know I have Andrews. And I want the next big thing once those guys are gone. And I think McBride is going to be that. And you could and always if, trade one of the main guys once McBride starts to show signs of trust life, from yep. the signs of Arizona. Life. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know trade somebody's going to overpay for Kelsey in a year or two. And anybody that is making a run, so say the next year, and maybe McBride hasn't popped. Maybe McBride hasn't popped. Let's say he's and it decent. doesn't look good. Yeah. yeah, but I'm just saying, let's, devil's advocate. Let's say McBride, we're wrong. Let's say we, because we could be wrong. Let's say we're wrong about Trey McBride, and he doesn't bring it to the NFL level, and it just doesn't look good at all, and you're ready to get out of this. You have a Kelsey, you have a Kittle, you have an Andrews that you can trade to somebody that's a contender. More than likely, they probably have a decent option at tight end. Mm. You can make that trade get you wide receiver or running back back in return or something like that, plus that tight end. And just blow up the blow up the plan and go. Hell, even some picks if you if you want to rebuild. Even some picks, yeah. Like you can get a lot. And so, absolutely, I if I'm staring at one of those guys in the third round, I'm going to take them. Otherwise than that, I'm just going to let the wasteland just kind of clear out, and I'm going to let people take these other guys, and I'm going to come back at around the tenth round and evaluate my options from there. Yeah. Now, I of course we mentioned McBride. That's more of a future investment. So if you wanted to go for somebody who can contribute immediately, or for just for example here, I am looking at somebody kind of like, I don't know if I want commit per se. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that you can make a case maybe for a Dawson Knox mm -hmm. if you wanted to make an argument for the ninth it's round. A little, it's a little bit of a question with O.J. Howard in town now. but yeah. yeah, that's fair. I mean, Howard has really not developed into anything. The one tight end who has injury history, which I am kind of tempted by, I know the quarterback situation right now is a fiasco, but David Njoku is tight end 19, <laughs> and he's around 156. Mm -hmm. Cleveland just paid him a boatload of money that they probably should not have paid him. Mm -hmm. But since they did, don't they have to use him for the next three, four years? You would think so. So based on the security, based with the contract that he just signed – Injoku somewhere in the hell like thirteenth, fourteenth round for a guy who's guaranteed to be a part of the team for the next three, four years. I like the security. Now Ninjoku, I think, is an overrated player. I I don't I can't believe Cleveland gave him that money. But if you want to focus on a volatile position that you can invest a late in for some upside, I'll take the guy that the front office has shown confidence in. I like that. I like that. All the right. quarterback situation, we're not even going to touch. That's just separate, <laughs> you know, whatever. But All right. Well, that I think that about wraps everything up there. Scott, you have anything else for the people before we get up out of here? Not really. Looking forward to doing the mock draft next week. Should be fun. And, yeah, looking forward to covering more fantasy football. Yeah, I'm doing the same. We're starting to, we're starting to hit the turn. You know, mm -hmm. it's like you're running on the track. We're starting to come around that turn. Training camp is coming up soon. Mini camps are coming up soon. It's going to be really, really, really good. Looking forward to it. All right, people, you know what to do. Make sure you subscribe to the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast if you're not doing so already. Tell a friend. Tell a friend of a friend. Make sure they all know that we are going to be doing this all year long. We are one of those pods. We're going to be doing this all year long. So make sure you tap into us. 
also make sure you hop in the Slack channel, sg.pn slash Slack. Talk in there, throw in your dynasty questions, all of that stuff. Let me and Scott know. We'll go out there, you know, do the best. And we also do best ball drafts with Sean and Ryan. So hop in there, try and do a couple best ball drafts with us. That'd be fun. We'll probably do a best ball draft up here at some point as well. Super fun. All right. Other than that, you guys know me, and you know what I do, and you know what I don't do. And what I don't do is I never know exactly how I'm going to end the podcast. I'm just going to end the podcast like this. We out of here.